Hello, we are now live with the hashtag Stop Living on Pause podcast, the podcast where we look to educate, empower, and entertain small business owners and entrepreneurs in all different facets that can help them grow their business. I am Jason Wells, and we'll wait just a moment here for anyone out there who is joining us live to join the conversation as everyone comes on. We are always simulcast on Facebook and YouTube, so please subscribe and you can be notified anytime that we do go live for the podcast. Today we are talking about finding and communicating your value. Uh, nobody is going to buy your product or service unless there is value in it, meaning uh, what you are providing is worth the exchange of what the party must give up to receive what you are providing. There is mud. <laughs> Absolutely. Like clear a legal mud. definition. <laughs> <laughs> your lawyer is showing. My lawyer is showing. So why is it so difficult for entrepreneurs and businesses to often define their value and differentiate themselves from someone else who's providing the same service beyond just dollars and cents or the price that you pay for it? We're going to explore that today in the hashtag Stop Living on Pause podcast. I am Jason Wells, ESQ, attorney, realtor, entrepreneur, business developer. I am joined today by, we are lucky enough to have Inman's Person of the Year with us, folks. Inman's Person of the Year, Chris Niederhauser, ESQ. Uh, thanks. <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. Well, the typical agent, Inman's person of the person year. Person of the year. So did you just call me a typical agent? Uh, you can connect with us beyond the podcast. I'm going to that. <laughs> right. <laughs> connect with us beyond the podcast on any social media network. I can be found at Jason Wells, ESQ. You can find me at C-H-R-N-I-E Law everywhere. We are today sponsored by the Press Play Realty Network, whose agents rank in the top 1% of all agents nationwide, and who is also only the 12th team in the country to have five or more locations, all of which are located in the Western United States. Chris, we have talked off and on about Open Door, the new Jeez, brokerage. Keep popping up, don't they? And they seriously do. They're, they are back in the news. Uh, last time we talked about them, it was by the fact that they are, you know, they're, they're disrupting and the, their business model. For those of you who don't know, really briefly, Open Door is a, a new brokerage app that started here in Phoenix about two years ago. And they purchase homes. They don't necessarily flip them. They're not a home flipper, but they purchase homes from the seller, giving them, you know, you choose the time. They remove the hassle of paperwork that has to be done, showings, all that kind of stuff. You choose the, and they try to give a, a fair market value. Well, they raised $210 million last year to be going to 10 new places. And there were a lot of people that were concerned about this. So guess what they went and did? They have gone and they showed up at Inman, New York, which has been going on. Yeah, what else should you do? So in going out there at Inman, New York, their vice president, uh, Ryan Johnson, he made an appearance on the stage there, the main stage at Inman. And he talked about what seemed to be more of a PR move from them to kind of allay some of the concerns that realtors are having about them moving in on their territory. And he actually talked about some things in, in which we touched on a couple weeks ago in our podcast um, right. about how they how agents can work with Open Door and how they shouldn't be afraid of them. They're looking for strategic partners right now. Well, in I, the, think, uh, I mean, they have two parts to that. They're going to try to grow, right? They want to grow their business and they need, they open like their own little brokerage in each place. Mm -hmm. So what a great way to recruit agents. Yeah, perfect. Right? We're buying all these homes, now want to come sell them for us? Um, the <laughs> other thing is that they want people to sell their houses still. 
and 88.9% of people still use a realtor to find a house. Yeah, and that's not a made up stat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 that was awesome. Okay, so no, but it is like I think that's what I I couldn't remember if it was eighty eight point eight or eighty eight point nine. Obviously, because I'm using a point, it can't be made up. <laughs> of course, it's got to be accurate. Thank you, thank you for that. <laughs> but like a large majority, there's a small minority of people who still go who go it alone trying to find a house. But the majority, by by far, still use a real estate agent to buy a house. Absolutely, they do. And um, we're, we've seen that even here in Phoenix, in Phoenix where they have almost 400 active listings. Right. I'll just let that sink in for a second. They have 400 active listings. Um, they, they're, they're opening, they've got offices in Dallas and, and Vegas as well and 10 more places. So if they're coming to your city or you might want to look at opendoor.com and kind of reach out and connect to them and see if they're coming to your city and find out if there's a way you can work with them because they're not just looking for people to join their brokerage as they go in there and open. They're also, they also work with agents where they, they'll give them the listing to take and they need to sell these. So they need agents to bring buyers to them. So it's not this whole big, oh, we're here to replace their agent. Now they make some things a little simpler in, in some cases for, for a seller depending on their situation, but they are actually looking, actively looking for ways to work with the real estate industry. What they've, they referred to as um, they're here to join the party and not to break up the party. So. The link, if you want to know more about that, we'll put the link in the show notes. Nice. Um, but with that, it's sock game time. Bring it. It is sock game. Um, I have to say, Chris, nicely done last week. That nicely done with the slippers. Um, if you haven't checked it out, you need to go check out Chris's Instagram. He was he had the penguin slippers on, and it's hard to compete in your sock game with the penguin slippers. But that's true. Um, today, I think I'm 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 back with a really strong showing. Let me show you. You can find my my sock game at on Instagram at Jason Wells ESQ, and I am today rocking the BB-8s. That's right, BB-8 Star Wars. And Check that out. I mean, I think it's a little unfair that you're trying to pull in the Star Wars crowd with your your tags or your hashtags there. Star Wars crowd is going to like my socks, and who knows. I mean, it's true. Do you like Star Wars? Yeah, I love All Star right. Wars. So you are part of the Star Wars fans. You like my socks? Well, I like your socks, but I'm not going to like it. He likes my socks. This is Oops. a competition. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> he already says he likes my socks. <laughs> Check him out, Jason Wells ESQ on Instagram. You can also use the hashtag show us your socks. Chris, what you got? All right. That's hard to beat. I am rocking. Let's minimize you a little bit i'm rocking some island socks today from stance or stance socks hey my bb8s are stance are they see i just i tagged stance i'm waiting for them to give me free socks um <laughs> anyway i just booked some tickets for hawaii last week and the the island socks are calling me out so i had to put them on this morning my goodness and you had to just rub in the thing the fact that you bought Right. Tickets to Hawaii, didn't you? I've already got 34 likes. Where are you at? We're going to move on to the program. <laughs> I love it. All right. We are moving on to the beautiful part of the program here. We today are talking about your value. 
finding value and being able to present your value. You know, I find that this is something that that's real important for agents, for anybody in business to be able to do is to articulate your value. You think you have, you, I mean, everyone has this intrinsic value they have and it goes beyond just the service that you provide. And in episode eight of our podcast, pod, podcast number eight that we did, we talked about the importance of us needing to determine that value and that that was actually a big trend that was going on in 2016. There were a lot of brokerages drilling down and finding ways to define their value. You'll find that in, in, um, in Inman's trends for 2016 as well. That value became this really big thing. And it, it, it is, it's important that, that you differentiate yourself because I know that when you talk about value with agents, we're, and we're going to use real estate agents as our example, and this applies to whether you're an attorney, this applies whether you are um, uh, an, an aspiring musician or whatever, you, you have to be able to articulate your value beyond what you do. Mm-hmm. Okay, Your value is not, I communicate really well. Value is not, I'm on top of the transaction. Value is not, I know the process. Right. I've been I've been thinking about this a little bit as we've been discussing what we were going to talk about this week. And like I did a post about this as I was thinking about it on Instagram itself that I posted, I don't know exactly the language I used, but it was basically along the lines of, it doesn't matter if you're the greatest if you don't know how to communicate it. Um, because that's the key. You can be as good as, you can be better than everybody. But if you don't know how to communicate that or haven't learned how to communicate it, because it's not just that you know how to verbalize it, but you also need to know how to communicate it in our day and age. So it's two different parts now with communicating value. Um, but first, you have to articulate it. And so we can talk about how to articulate and then how to message it and the, the forums to use it on. So yeah, I think that's so important what, what, what you're pointing out there because uh, and, and go, go into it a little bit deeper, if you would. The, the fact that um, it's you have to be able to articulate that value and you have to be able to know what medium in which to articulate it. What, what do you mean by that? Well, I mean, there's different people that you're targeting, right? So you have to know your audience. And we're going to talk about some of these things um, when we get down into more of the meat of the show. But to be able to say it, you can say it. And if you print, you print it in ads or something in the newspaper, well, who's going to see that? If, if your target market's in that place, then yeah, they might see that. But if you're trying to get to millennials and you're printing in newspapers, you're probably not going to get a hold of them because all of them are right here. On their phone. In fact, mm-hmm. most everybody's right here. And so like it's, it's Gary Vee does a really good job about talking about this. He's, he's talking about buying billboards when people aren't even looking at the road because they're looking at their phones, right? So why mm-hmm. on earth would you buy a billboard? Nobody's going to be looking at it. But, you know, there's, there's different times for different things and different messages are better in different places. So it's one thing if you have your message, right? And you know that it works because when you say it, people convert. But if you are saying it and you're speaking to, to the wrong direction or you're speaking in the wrong direction, then nobody's going to hear it because they're over here. Even if they, but if they did hear it and you use the right medium, you just turn and talk to them. That's what needs to happen. And you need to use that right. But you can't go in screaming like caps lock was a big one, right? You can't use, it's about understanding the medium you're using and using it correctly. Yeah. So Chris, what is value? How do you define that? Well, I don't know. Let's go back to your definition. Uh, (laughs) Do we want to go back to the definition? (laughs) Man. As, As much as, 
as much as it was a little bit rough to start, it's true. Like value is value is not isn't dependent upon what you think is valuable. Value is what other people will pay for something. Exactly. So if 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 I could simplify value down into something, it's a service that you offer, if it's a or a product you offer that someone will pay for. Yeah, that someone will trade you in something for. And like you, you mentioned, Gary, yeah. he trades in, in attention. Some people will trade in, in you know, needing right. you to actually sub- sign up for a subscription or be able to purchase your services or whatever the case is. But really it is having something that is worth some worth something to somebody that they'll trade you that, right. that worth to get it. And I think what ends up happening is that it, it, people get really stuck on the idea of, of what they do and not the why they do it. Right. Simon Sinek talks about that. He's a great thought leader here in, in you know, Start With Why, his book that he that he wrote and talking about how you, you people don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it. But real estate agents all talk about everything about what they do. Everything's what I can get you a good house. I can get you a good deal. I can get you in. I can you know help you through the process. That's all the what's that you do. And that's not to say none of that's valuable. It's just, it doesn't differentiate you from many in the market because that's what everybody's saying. So everybody expects that that's what's going to happen. And if you're resting on the fact that you are an excellent communicator, what you're really doing is you're hoping that the person will find that you are more likable than someone else because your apples, your, your, your value is the same what you're saying. I, I'll negotiate what, I mean, I will, I will help you find a property. I'll help you find a property. I'm just funner to hang out with. Well, that's, Ultimately, we kind of got on this kick probably a year ago, right? And some of the, and we've done it on and off where we've, we've been articulating. We're going to, we can kind of talk about how we've branded ourselves and used that as a way to express our value. But one of the things we like to do when we go teach classes is we like to stand up and say, okay, like, tell me why I should hire you. And it is almost laughable what happens every time we do this. So you'll have one agent raise their hand. This is someone who's producing tons and tons of, of transactions. And then you'll have someone else who's not producing any and one saying, oh, I'm a good communicator. And the other one saying, I'm a good communicator. And it goes on and on and on and on and on. And you hear another one say, I'll take care. I'll be honest. I'll be truthful with everything. And it's without, without exception, I think so far, that's what's going on in every single class we teach. Every, every single time when we teach the class, that's what we hear back from the same people repeating the same things. Yeah, I do that too. Yeah, I do that too. That's what happens at the end is, you know, after we get past the first two or three roles, people are like, I don't know what else to say. Everything that's possibly valuable as a real estate agent has been said. Yeah. And then we start getting ditto, 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 ditto. And that's a problem because people don't have it articulated because they may be better. The agent that's doing, you know, 10 deals a month, may be better than the one who's doing one deal or the one who's just doing one deal a month could be better than the one doing 10, but doesn't know how to talk about it. Exactly. And so articulating that message and that um, and helping people to understand why you should trade something of value for me. That's where we want to get to today. So what we're going to, we're going to kind of illustrate that because we're kind of, I think we're, we've set up now the, the, the idea of it. And if you're out there listening, you're probably thinking, okay, so what does that mean for me? What do I do then? Because ditto, 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 ditto. Right. Is, what you're, is what you may be thinking. And so we're, we're going to talk now about how do, you, how do you get down and start finding out what your value is based on the whys you do it or what's unique to you. And mm-hmm. we'll, we'll do that kind of going through what we went through. When I got into, into the real estate arena, it was 2010, 
short mm -hmm. sales and foreclosures were all over the place here in Phoenix. And as an attorney, I found that I had an instant value proposition. It wasn't just because I was an attorney that people were going to come to me because they worked in the beginning. I mean, I went almost a year without my any real transactions. Right. I, my I first year in real estate, I made $500. That's right. That's a big deal. Like, I think people need to understand that because you had all the tools there. You just hadn't learned how to articulate it yet. And that was exactly it. Not knowing how to articulate. So I had, I, I was helped in the fact that I had a great value proposition. Articulation though, man, was difficult. And so until I learned how to articulate that fact, I, man, I was, I was near, near the edge of bankruptcy. So once we, I started figuring out that's what it was and how it was I was going to move that forward, Chris and I began working on, okay, so what is the value? How do we communicate that value? Kind of like in a tagline. And so the Wells Realty and Law Groups began saying, and we just summed it up, we do what agents can't. As attorneys, Chris and I are both attorneys also practicing, uh, well, real estate attorneys and realtors. There are things we can do that, that any regular realtor cannot do. And so that became our value proposition. And that's how we articulated it. We do what right. agents can't. And the, the really crazy thing was it was articulated for us in the state forms that people had to sign to actually do a short sale with an agent. It said right there that you need to go speak with an attorney. And that's the first thing that people were supposed to do inside of Arizona on the short sale addendum to the listing agreement. And so it, it said, go, go talk to an attorney, go talk to a tax advisor. Well, we're sitting in one place. And so, you know, it just all of a sudden clicks. We do what they can't. Like they have to refer people to us and that's unfair. So we're going to take our unfair advantage uh, that we've created because of the work. And now we're going to, we're going to, we're just going to take that all the way to the bank. Because what happened was as soon as you, you started, we started articulating that way. What happened? Everything blew up. I mean, it blew up in terms of it, the floodgates open deal after deal after deal was coming in. Soon we had 50 listings. Yeah, It just so, couldn't be contained. So I'm not going to discount all the work that went before that to actually set that up because there's pipeline. There's all that stuff that we could talk about in another show, but it conversion happens when the message hits the right person in the right way and they understand value. So good. That was so, so good. Could you, are you able to say that again? Or do we need not. to re hit the rewind button? We'll, we'll rewind. <laughs> that was good. Conversion happens when the message is relayed the right way and value is then understood. So yep. we'll, we'll figure that out later. But that that's great. exactly what happens is when people will convert when they finally understand that you're offering something at a value that, is, that they, can, they can grab a hold of and they can understand. And so we were, like, we were underpriced and what we were doing on the law side, but we were, we were getting everything we wanted on the real estate side. And so together they worked fine and we were giving someone something they couldn't get somewhere else. So our value was very, very high. People understood that. And as soon as we say we do agent cancel, if they ask, what, what do you mean by that? Well, our follow-up was we could nail it. It gave us the, the perfect introduction to discuss things. Now, if you're out there thinking, well, I'm not an attorney, what was my value? It, it's the same process. It's now thinking and starting to understand, okay, well, what differentiates me? Why do why does my SOI, my sphere of influence, want to work with me? What sets me apart from somebody else in my brokerage or that I went to school with or whatever? We then had to go through this ourselves because short right. sales didn't last forever. Short sales dried up and all of a sudden we had to do traditional sales and we do what agents can't. Really, the question started becoming, well, why do I need an attorney? And because people started asking that, we immediately were losing. Our value was gone. The fact that we could do what agents can't 
in a short sale didn't translate to the traditional market. So we had to go back and start reinventing. How do we articulate our value in this? And talk, talk us through that. What do we do, Chris? Well, we were, we were actually on our way back from a luxury because we understood we were in this position. Like we knew that that was drying up that source of business. So we needed to shift. We needed to shift our message. We needed to shift all of that because the second someone asks, why do I need that? They don't understand the value. And so intrinsically, we knew that we needed to do something because it, we just, we saw that happening in, in consultations. We saw it from agents that were on our team that was happening. There's still a value in it there, like a, a cloudy kind of ambiguous value of, well, if something bad happens, right? So we were trying to, they were like, but what if something does happen? Is something going to happen with your team? <laughs> um, is that common? So that's where we lost, right? As soon as the question's being asked, we lost because we weren't messaging correctly. We were still out in this, the right places, all of that. So we kind of, as we were talking through that, what we did was we went through it and we were going and saying, well, how do we set ourselves apart again? And we came up with ours is also an attorney. So we thought about what sets your agent apart. And then we, we had the tagline of ours is also an attorney. And so that was kind of where we, we were trying to bridge that gap of, well, this is extra. Like, this is what sets us apart. And like, how did that kind of come across this is what we were worried about. So what happened with that? Well, what, what we just, we, we found, we, we didn't have to get to use it very long once we determined that ours is also an attorney. Um, we wanted to tone it down so that it wasn't in your face. Ours is also an attorney, nah, nah, nah. Right. But rather ours is also an attorney. Hey, this is the value add that we get in case we need something that that attorney is available. Um, well, the, the bar shortly after <laughs> we switched to ours is also an attorney came and was like, you know, we don't kind of like you uh, advertising the two of them together. You can go ahead and operate, but uh, I think we you'd be safer if you have a little more distinction. And so we said, all right, we'll, we'll separate the, the two a little bit further. So we have Wells Realty Group and Wells Law Group at the time. And in doing that, though, uh, we needed to distance the attorney aspect. So we weren't leading with the attorney uh, as, as our value proposition in and of itself. We do what agents can't because we're attorneys. Ours is also an attorney was putting everything front and center. And so we had to roll it back, especially because, not, not just because of the, the law firm, but because we were growing as a team. We mm -hmm. had several agents coming on the team and our value proposition was changing because they weren't attorneys. Nope. And, but we were still providing this attorney advantage in, in working with them. And that's what we realized the attorney advantage. And it became more of a, a, a value offering within the team and not the value itself. Right. Which is what it is today. Wells Realty Group now offers the attorney advantage. It's part of what we offer, but it's not everything that we offer like we used to rely upon. And that articulating that is, is very easy for a client because um, the agents are easier. Uh, it's easier for the agents to articulate that value to the people that they're sitting in the room with. And the reason that is, is because they can't say, well, you know, I'm an attorney and I can do this, 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 and this. They can't speak for us and that's gonna be a problem. So what they can do though, is they can say, one of the reasons that I joined this team is because two of the, the founders are also real estate attorneys. And so that may not mean very much to you sitting right here in this room, but it means a lot to me because of the training they offer, because of, the opportunity I have to contact, contact them and ask them for assistance in drafting language that will protect you and reviewing contracts where other agents may have to 
go and call an attorney and have to pay $250 an hour, $500 an hour, whatever it costs in their market to have something reviewed or get advice. I don't. And so I'm much more likely to pick up the phone to protect you than another agent is that has to pay that amount. And so it becomes very easy, easy for people to say, oh, I can see why that would be valuable. And that attorney advantage now becomes their advantage in the negotiation. So because I, your agent, have that advantage, now I can pass that benefit onto you in negotiations and doing this and doing and moving forward and forward. So that's how it becomes a better thing for our agents to articulate rather than having us have to be there in the room and say, oh, yeah, I'm an attorney and I'll take care of you. Exactly. Now... We, we've illustrated how we went through this process as the Wells Realty Group here, which Wells Realty Group is a division of the Press Play Realty Network, and, and why it is we had to go through that. Now, let's kind of talk about the steps that you, one goes through when they're discovering their value, because many of, most everyone out there listening isn't falling in the situation where they're an attorney and they're a realtor, right? They're, they, they do something as an attorney. Right. They do something as a realtor. They do something as a loan officer. They do something as, as um, a, a dentist office, whatever the case is. So uh, we have found that the number one thing, the first thing you have to do, and these will be found in the show notes too if you want to scroll into the show notes and find these, is that the first thing is you have to know yourself. You have to know your limits and you have to know your strengths. You have to understand what you're good at and what you're not good at in order to really understand what is your value. Right. But the reason that's important is because you can't express anything if you don't know what you're going to be expressing. And that's where I think a lot of agents get into trouble when they first come into the market is they have no idea what their value is. They don't know what they want to do. They don't know if they want to be a buyer's agent. They don't know if they want to list houses. What they know is they want to make a lot of money and they want to not work. Isn't that the truth? And because that's kind of what they've been sold that happens in real estate. Right. Yeah. Come get like, you're going to make 3% or you're going to make 6% when you help someone sell a house or find a house. Well, I like to look at houses, but they don't know how to get business because they don't understand how to articulate value. They don't even know what makes a valuable agent really and truly. Yeah, beyond what they can say, and I communicate well. Right. I know the contract. That's kind of. what maybe, because <laughs> that's <laughs> that's what our answers come down to, and it's usually you know the people that are attending those classes are somewhere between their first year in their first year or two, you know, five years, right? Yeah, yeah that's, that's the right. And so they're still trying to build their business, and when they when you like have that final like when you get to that ditto and everybody's like pretty happy that they've got that because i can see their faces but when we get there and we say i don't want to hire any of you like i don't know what you just said mm -hmm. you're telling me that all you then the only reason i would pick one of you is because i like you better there's this realization and sort of shock because it is kind of a slap in the face what you've told me is that you are only as good as everybody else in this room Right. And that's the thing is because they don't really go and take the time to really know their business. They may communicate really well. Well, why and how? What, do you, what does that do for me? That's what you have to do in your messaging. So that's the next part about it is you have to know your market. Like if we're just telling people I'm a good communicator, like go in there and, and tell them. Like this is something that could happen in, in an instance where an agent is not communicating well. What I've done is I've set up this, 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 and this in my process to make sure that never happens. So in our buyer consultation, we talk about communication in a different way. We say, you know, we have a team of agents so that you're never going to be in a position where you can't reach one of us on our team. And the reason that that's important is someday I will go on vacation. And that means that you're not going to be locked out of houses that you otherwise wouldn't have when I'm here. 
when I'm not here, sorry. And our agents and our team, we have one person who is watching all of the, the contacts and the communication that's coming into our team through the tools that we have. And you can then name your own tool. If it's Realty Commander, it's Brivity, it's whatever it is, it's Follow Up Boss. We have all these different systems that we bought. Show them and then overwhelm them. This is why we're a good communicator. And the reason that we do this is because we believe it's most important that when we get into the, we find a house that you like, that we get into that home. That's a whole different conversation than just, yeah, I'm a really good communicator. I'll respond within this much time. And, you know, I'm available 24 seven on text or email or whatever. You call me at three in the morning, I'm going to pick up. You agents that are out there doing that, knock it off because I get clients that think that I'm going to answer at three in the morning. I'm not. <laughs> so that's understanding and knowing your market. Like they don't always know what it means. Like when you say good communicator, well, okay, great. Give them examples, show them why, and show them how you're a communicator. Help them understand why that's important in the transaction. The only reason that people have such a bad impression of real estate agents is because we leave it there. We let it be there. And if people really understood, like they think all real estate agents are the same. Like we do a very poor job in our industry. And we allow them to think that by the fact that we don't come in and articulate it. Okay. Right. We do that by the fact that we we are we are jacks of all trades and that, that you don't people too many agents think and attorneys, you're just as bad at this to think that I'm just gonna take whatever comes in my door because I got to take something. Well, that's not knowing your market. As much as knowing your market is knowing you know how you're gonna communicate with them and what it is that the client wants, it's also knowing your craft and what it is that you do and that you do really well. And if you don't have a something that you specialize in and you are a jack of all trades, well then you kind of have to lean on that. That is your value. And if yeah. someone doesn't perceive that as being valuable enough because you don't specialize in the historic district or you don't specialize in new builds, then that's, that's, that needs to be okay. Right. That needs to be okay because you need to know yourself, know your market so you can clearly identify what it is you do and why you do it. Well, the, the second and the third one blend together for me because know your market, like it can be combined. The, the third part is understanding who needs you. So mm -hmm. knowing your market would be knowing that we only have 4% short sales, right? And, and so- That would be one of the things. Knowing that would be knowing 4% short market. sales. Knowing what, what's going on in your market. So what is right. your niche, right? So understanding that that's the case or understanding that I do accident law or I do mal medical malpractice law or I do wills, trusts, and estates. That's my market. And here's the, the type of things that I can, I can handle. This is what the law is. This is the market. This is the weather I live in in this kind of a situation for what I'm trying to do. The next part is understanding who would need that that part of the market. So your market, your if it's traditional sales is your market, that's what's gonna happen as a real estate agent. And you want this specific neighborhood, you need to know that neighborhood. And then what do those people in that neighborhood need? What's the most important thing? Yeah, and that's what, that is the part where you, you shift from discovering your value to now we're going to begin to articulate it. Right. Knowing who you're gonna to talk to because it comes back to, the value is gonna be based on the person who needs it. And what yep. kind of needs are they having and who they are and how you communicate to them so that they hear and understand that. So understanding who is in your market, like you were saying, starts to set you up with, okay, now how am I gonna communicate this to those people? Because it, here in Phoenix, you wouldn't communicate to the people who live up in Scottsdale or Carefree or Santan Valley all the same way. You communicate to them all differently. Yep, and like that's a really big deal for real estate agents and, and a lot of small businesses because they're so local. 
And so they need to tune in to what's really happening. So copying someone that's doing something somewhere else isn't going to work all the time. And I'd say in most cases, it's not going to work. So you've got to come up with your own stuff. You've got to have your own creative. And that's important. You can copy so, the, you'll always be able to copy principles, but the execution, yeah, your messaging, absolutely. yeah, you're going to have to change it for sure. And that I think is part of where you, where you begin to clarify your value, which is the fourth step. Right. So clarifying your message now becomes actually write it out. Write out why you're different. That's a big part to it is just Jason and I and, and our team, we talk it out all the time. We're always going through it and rehashing it and explaining and the reason it for that, The reason for that is because your values change, yeah, right? Absolutely. Not your values, but your value will change. We saw how our value changed in, within the Wells Realty Group, how it changed three times. And that was over a matter of about three, four years. It changed three times. And I think the important thing to note is that's only one part of our value. Like we have other messaging as, as far as our marketing value. Absolutely. We have other, like that's one tagline and it just illustrates really well how we went through it. But like that whole process was clarifying and evolving it. As, as the market evolved, we evolved. And you have to do that. You have to shift or you're going to be left out. So that's clarifying your value. And the next one is actually articulating it. And that's, that all comes down to using it, saying it, applying it. Now, something, this podcast is called the hashtag Stop Living on Pause right. podcast. Stop Living on Pause is a piece, is a value articulation for the Press Play Network. Right. And that came about after months and months and months of discussing and trying to understand who are we? Who is our market? Who are we talking to? How do we clarify this? We went through those four steps trying to get to how we're going to articulate it. And even in terms of coming up with the press play network, all of that went into, into forming this so that we eventually got to stop living on pause. And what does that mean? Well, stop living on pause is take advantage of today. Stop waiting. Make it happen. There are people, teams, systems like ours, like our network that provide resources for you to accelerate your growth. Stop waiting until this has happened. Make it happen today. And so it's finding ways. Articulation is about saying it. And it's being, once you've clarified it so it's succinct enough that I don't have to say, well, what we do is we help people plug in and they blah, 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 goes on forever. We can just say, well, we help people stop living on pause. I mean, the just something like that. Is, is if they don't understand it, they're going to ask, well, what do you mean by that? And so now you can engage in conversation. If they do understand it, they're just going to understand it right off the top uh, as in terms of what the art value is articulated and they're going to remember it. Well, that's one of the reasons that we went with Stop Living on Pause, that we went with Press Play was because we wanted a concept. We wanted something that attracted people that were like-minded. And people that get it right off the top, we know that those are people we want to be involved with. So, you know, Stop Living on Pause, That's that's just a... It's universal for, it doesn't have to just be real estate. It can be all these different sectors of business and all these different, but it, it's the same type of person that it rings true with in every case. And that's why, like, that was what our message was. Sometimes when you're articulating your value, you're actually trying to attract the people that you think are more likely to be successful with you. Ab absolutely. So again, these five steps to discovering your value, are, can be found in the show notes. Quickly going over them if you're listening. Know yourself, know your market, understand who needs you, clarify your message, and articulate that message. You do those five things, you're going to have it. If you would like some help in, in going through this brainstorming discussion, please reach out to us. Chris and I would love to connect with you. Again, you can connect with us beyond the podcast 
You can find me at Jason Wells ESQ on any social media network. Same Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, etc. Same for me, C-H-R-N-I-E Law. And we're going to wrap up today's episode of the hashtag Stop Living on Pods podcast. And we want to give a big thanks to our sponsor, the Press Play Realty Network, who is now partnering with agents and teams across the Western United States. Please visit pressplayrealty.com slash join to find out more. You can also check out our web reality series. That's right. We have a web reality series that gives an unfiltered look at what we, how we put together our systems in the press play network, how we came about this value, how it is we operate and, and how it is we are growing and expanding. You can find the press play reality web series on YouTube and on Facebook by searching for press play reality. Uh, remember, all of our hashtag Stop Living on Pause podcasts are simulcast on YouTube Live and Facebook Live at the time of our recording. So don't forget to subscribe to one of those places or go to Press Play Reality and subscribe so you're notified anytime we go live. You can join in on the conversation. And finally, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for giving us some of your attention and your time. Please leave us a, leave us a review on iTunes or SoundCloud or any of your favorite podcast listening apps. And until next time. Stop living on pause.